0: It starts with some beer, so you shouldn't have fear. Two garbage guys with facts, but they both still have tact. It's that time at last for the best damn podcast. It's
1: Can't Crusher Day. And welcome to my favorite part of the week again, Can't Crusher Spotlight. And this week, joining me is Paul Boyd. What's up? I'm back in the
0: studio, finally, huh? New and improved studio. Yeah, I know. This place is awesome. All the wrestling memorabilia on the wall, all the old school guys, all the new school guys. Uh, the Nathan's Hot Dog made it up, Yeah, which is awesome. Mark, we have a pretty special spotlight this week. Normally we do wrestling, but we are two everyday average garbage men who drink
1: beer and talk about wrestling so today we're spotlighting... Beer! Beer! I'm excited. We're going to be heading over to the Straub's Tap Room and talking to AJ, the hospitality manager, and I don't know, I want to dive into beer and whatever, anything that they do over there. Beers, foods, their foods are real good. I hope we talk about food. I hope we do too. I'm we ate there before. Ever, yes, we have ate there before. We do know the pretzel's the size of Paul.
0: Uh-huh. It's definitely the size of a steering wheel. I got some stuck in my tooth still, I think. Probably
1: a pretzel from the last time we ate. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's right around the corner. Coming up, you're going to hear Al Snow and the great sponsor from Collar and Elbow, where you get all the great hats, hoodies, tees, shirts, everything that they have. And you can type in Can Crushers, capital C on Can, capital C on Crushers, for your 10% off the entire order. And, yes, it does kick back some money to us to buy beer, pay for podcasting stuff. The goods. The goods. The goods that keeps us coming to use. Yeah, so here comes Al Snow, and then we'll be on location with AJ, and I don't know where this, we're, the, beer and us together is gonna be bad news.
0: ajs a, I know AJ personally, he's a good dude, so this could go anywhere.
1: Wrestling.
2: A love and a passion we all share. is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand.
0: Hey, this is former WWE superstar, Duke, the dumpster, Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. Cantercrusher Nation live on location at the Straw Tap Room and Visitor Center.
1: This we're is in, the epicenter of beer, Paul.
0: In St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, this is the epicenter of beer. Absolutely. Go uh, ahead. You, I No, you go. Know, we got a special guest today. You're going to announce him.
1: I thought you were. You're no. sitting here drinking a beer, fashionably late once again. I'm always late, and I'm always late. Fa- you know why I'm fashionable? Because I have my color and bow.
0: Uh, job squad t-shirt on
1: you are a job squad so tell everybody who AJ is
0: AJ is the manager and, like, kind of...
1: Hospitality manager. Didn't you read his card the last time
0: we were here? You got the card. (laughs) You get the important stuff.
1: Because you don't do anything important. I'm here for comic relief, bud. you know better than that. Right. So, AJ, welcome to Can Crushers. As you've already noticed, this is a shit show. We talk about wrestling and beer, but tonight it's all about beer. You guys are the first beer that we've actually showcased. And why? Because... You're our hometown, more or less.
2: Well, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I think that we are the epicenter of beer for St. Mary's, most of uh, Elk County, and hopefully the greater portion of the, uh, you know, northwest viewing area of
0: Pennsylvania. It's always funny when we go places because even, like, out of state, you'll be wearing a straw shirt or something and be like, oh, you're from, like, St. Mary's, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So they know straw beer is known. Everywhere. We were just in Vegas for our honeymoon and I was wearing my strop shirt and a bunch of guys come up and be like,
2: "We've, we've had that beer. Okay. Cool. Good job. Kind of the OGs on the block, if you will, for uh, for craft brewing uh, in the United States as well. Yeah. Can you get into that a little bit? I mean, uh, if I got
1: my the right, eighteen sixty-five. Eighteen
2: seventy-two. Damn it. So you were you were super super close, Mark. So the location that the brewery sits on has had a brewery on it since eighteen sixty-five. Now, kudos to you. Ding, ding, two points for Mark. Okay? I don't know if we're counting points here, how we tally points at the end. It's beers. Beers, okay. Ding, ding, Mark gets two. So, there's been a brewery on that location since 1865, due in part to an all-natural spring that fed the brewery. Now, at one point in time, there were seven breweries in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, mostly located around pure all natural mountain spring water. Now we still claim that we make our straw, delicious straw beer every batch with pure mountain spring water and that's totally true. Our reservoir here in town is is spring fed so you know only the best of the best. We also sit on a a continental divide here which for those of you that are out there that don't know what that is, guessing quite a few, That's where the water will break and go, either east to the Chesapeake Bay or west to the Gulf of Mexico. So, there has been a brewery on the location of Straub since 1865. Peter Straub, our founder, started brewing a beer here in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania in 1872. So, that's where we get our founding date. So, we're pushing about 147 years old right now.
1: I know we're three years off, but there's got to be a big party getting planned already for one party. Oh, yeah,
2: 100%. We're going to bring back the, uh, the the old school pub crawl, and we're going to get out in all of the uh, establishments throughout St. Mary's, and hopefully a couple throughout the, uh, the Elk County or the regional area, uh, take a tour bus around, and, and really do it up for the 150th anniversary of the Sussex sus you oh. boys.
1: See, three minutes. Be, remember,
0: we got wrestling fans in here. They're not going to be able to know Sus- big
2: words. Susquentennial. Like. Who came guys.
1: up with that? John Schlimm?
2: That might have been one of them. No, that's actually what the 150th anniversary <laughs> oh, no. is called. That's definitely a John Schlimm thing
1: though. I'm <laughs> throwing him under the mic
2: right now. So for those of you that don't know John Schlimm, John Schlimm's an English professor at the University of Pittsburgh at Bradford. Uh, he's a fifth uh, fifth generation family member. sits on our board of directors and uh, has a whole lot of input into our uh, marketing and uh, public relations campaigns. And I like
1: burying him because he was one of my professors. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I'm going to get slack <laughs> for this but,
2: uh, Did he give you a good grade?
1: I I earned it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Nothing's given. <laughs> right, I earned it. So. The big reason why you we're here is because the tap room is relatively new, and all these flavorful beers. That's so correct. Let's talk about the tap room first and how this uh, concept came about.
2: So, uh, being a brewery of 147 years, uh, what we needed to realize is the, uh, the the portion of it of staying relevant and uh, the key to that is is, is being out and uh, being in the open and having that great visitor's experience. Um, all the staff here is local, uh, and they all, I'm sure, have a lot of great stories about their first straw beer. If they're not old enough, not having a straw beer yet, but somebody in their family having ties to that, so the nah, whole we're
0: from Elk County, man. Yeah, we, yeah they probably had a couple snuck. underage It's yeah. definitely
2: been snuck. Pilfering a couple of pounder bottles out of Grandpa's <laughs> fridge is not. Uh, Pilfering un-
0: pilsners. I love Pilferin, like that. Pilfering pounders. Oh, there we go. Pilfering straw pounders.
2: <laughs> now we're in. Well, oh okay, yeah, three piece. The triple P. Is that a wrestling move? Well, it, can
0: uh, it can be. It will be now. <laughs> so for a
2: background, AJ is uh, 6'2 and about 163 pounds. Not much of a wrestler, uh, for those of you that can't see me. <laughs> I, was, I was a pumpkin pusher back in the days for all of you out there that know what that is. That's a, that's a basketball player. So in reference to uh, what we're trying to do here at the Visitor Center and Tap Room... Is uh, bring tourism to the area. Uh, not that it already wasn't there, but there's, you know, 400,000 visitors to the Elk Visitors Center every year. Um, there's close to that at the Kinzu Bridge, uh, the Kinzu Viaduct that blew down. Um, we work closely with the Elk County Visitors Center and uh, trying to bolster. That uh economy that comes in here and really promote tourism and history that we have. So what better way to share it than opening our doors and getting people to uh to come in and enjoy a beer and share some stories with us.
1: So when did the taproom officially open All taking care of other, yeah, other sorry, business Yeah, sorry, my phone is
2: blown up. Probably his wife. We can't say anything. We're both married, so. Yeah.
1: Mine's eating this pretzel in the background.
2: The, the steering wheel size pretzel uh, that we offer here at the Straub Taproom. Um, so we opened officially on June 19th of 2019. Uh, a cool story about the, the building that we're sitting in right now. Uh, the piece that we're sitting in. Those of you that can't see it, uh, we're in a 19 yeah, we're, we're we're in a 1917 garage. Uh, the home was built by Tony and Joseph Straub, who coincidentally were our founders' sons. Uh, P- our our founder was Peter Straub. His sons Tony and Joseph built the large home out front and uh, in. They built this this place in 1917 and we acquired the property back in September of 2018. Uh, not that it had been out of the family for that long, but as far as the brewery owning it or uh, uh, anything like that, so we, we changed a few things, knocked down some walls, took the original garage doors out, put some new garage doors in. And if you guys come to visit, all of the wood that you'll see inside of here is actually harvested from the family's hunting camp called Bear Run. It's about four miles outside of town. So bringing all those family ties in and uh, really, really trying to make this place feel like everybody's home, not just, uh, not just locals.
0: Like you said, we, with the tourism and stuff, Elk County is a big area for the elk and everything else. And when the leaves change and the rut hits, this place is of a booming metropolis really for being in the backwoods um this is a beautiful place to come in and enjoy some of that backwood i wouldn't want to say backwoods because people think banjos and yeah <laughs> it's, banjos not and like it's not no, like it's that no it's not like that but some of the down home type yeah, yeah down home atmosphere atmosphere, atmosphere. <laughs> And like you said, it is beautiful in here and it is definitely worth stopping. And the, the, most of the reason why we wanted to do this is to bring people into here, into the area
2: to taste the wonderful beer and just to check this place out. Yeah, there's a good sense of, uh, uh, you know, down home... Family I mean you're not going to be walking in here and not more than 30 seconds in the door somebody uh, Whether it be our staff or hopefully somebody somebody you know is going to greet you and uh, you know check in with you Uh, It's a great meeting place for locals and tourists alike Uh, people traveling across the region uh, to come in and and really get that home home atmosphere Um, to to the region which i think you know for you guys growing up here and living here you know what that's like to go to somebody maybe it's somebody that you're an acquaintance with to just be welcome with open arms and and that's that's what we're that's what we're, our goal is here and to make everybody uh feel welcome and, and come back
1: I brought my father in a couple weeks ago, and he's the old man, as we said off air, that wants to know where the camel was made, is that pipe actually bringing the beer right in from the brewery, uh, what's the waitress's name, is the coffee maker from Pennsylvania, you know, he's got all those questions, and you guys are willing to answer all those questions for somebody like Ron Martinet,
0: hundred percent.
1: Right? <laughs> Even when it's packed, I mean,
0: and that's the nice thing about the down-home atmosphere, I was trying to segue into the beers. I figured we'd get into the beers. Well,
1: I still have one more thing to do. Um, we have three garage doors in front of us that, you know, outside right now, as recording, it's 16 degrees. Yeah. It, yeah. it is not cold in here whatsoever. It's comfortable. Hmm. And it's nice. Uh, nice atmosphere now. But when those garage doors are open and that patio it's is open, board. it is unbelievable. That's the first time... I came when you guys had me over, and it's unbelievable. That atmosphere, Beautiful. there's a uh, cornhole outside, there's. What else are you gonna do? You have any other parties planned? Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, loads of parties planned. We even have a few parties coming up over the winter where uh, you guys would be proud of me. All those tables that were out there. All 28 of them. You move by yourself. This little guy. The pumpkin This, pusher. this pumpkin pusher carried uh, carried and stacked and put away all by himself. So uh, the, the patio area, the open-air beer garden that we had during the summer is going to... Uh, I have a couple of uh, outdoor fireplaces. We'll be burning real wood fires throughout the winter uh, during the weekend. During the weekends. And, uh, you know, just... Um, just because it's cold doesn't mean you can't drink outside, right?
1: Right. Woods party
2: outside. Yeah, Woods party right in the middle of downtown St. Mary's. You really you uh, need, <laughs> need
0: like same <laughs> thing for that. No, out. no, no we don't. Emission. No, we don't. You don't?
2: No, not in St. Mary's. You can have an open-air fire anytime you want in St. Mary's. Oh, yeah. Ridgeway, take notes. Yeah, yeah Ridgeway, 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 take notes. You
0: have to have a hot dog on a stick in Ridgeway. Nope, you do not need lighter. to...
2: You do not need to cook over that fire. It can be uh, solely for entertainment purposes or to warm your body in the city of St. Mary's.
1: Entertainment purposes is what... uh, what Warms my body. body. warms your body
2: and gives you the ability to drink an ice-cold, delicious straw beer outside. Uh, during the winter months.
1: There's the segway. There's the segway. So speaking of
2: delicious ice cold beers, Andrew, may we have another round?
1: Andrew shakes his head. He's like, yeah, I'll I'll get to you in a minute.
2: (laughs) I have a blaster. Mark's going to have a uh, bash. Another bash? Yeah, another bash. Polly, another bash? Yes, please. Wonderful.
1: And Let's talk about these beers because we got a flight the first time I was in here, and I love them all, first of all, but let's start with the Winter Bash, because it's winter now in Elk County.
2: It is. It is. is.
1: We'll get to the other ones, because they're great. I I love the Smash, but the the Bash is where it's at.
2: Okay. So, Winter Bash came about, uh, we here at Straubham working on a series of FMBs, which stands for Flavored Malt Beverages. you know, we don't want to be left in the dust here as far as uh, any of our offerings. And we've noticed over the last couple years these flavored malt beverages or fruited beers, if you will, are really taking off with everybody. I'm sitting here with two friggin' huge guys. And, <laughs> wow, dude, and, 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 and they're not afraid to drink a fruited beer. Now... Pumpkin Pusher AJ is drinking a a hazy IPA because I feel like I have to prove myself. But what we've noticed is with these with these flavored malt beverages, they speak to a lot of different demographics. Okay, so you know whether they be uh, huge freaking guys or uh, you know young ladies or older ladies or or, or anybody that just wants a little bit of of a different uh, flavor to their beer. Even some wine drinkers are picking these things up and, and really crushing them. Um, you know, some, some, some of the guys I know that are exclusive, uh, large macro brew drinkers drank a whole lot of our summer splash over the summer because they really, you know, it was a, it was a different flavor. Now these guys aren't, aren't ones that would normally drink a regular straw blogger, they just wanted something a little bit different. So uh, coming out with a whole series of five throughout this year. Uh, in twenty twenty our plan is to do six uh, different FMBs and, and just bring more of a full rounded flavor profile to the market. Now of course we always have Strob Lager. I was gonna say Granddaddy the, Lager is still there the was, bomb. For the long
0: for the longest time it was the big three. It was Straub, Straub Light and Straub Amber. Amber.
2: Well, growing up, it was... Straub Lager. Was we Lager. only produced one. Yes. yes. Straub
1: Lager was a brown bottle or a greenie? Yes. Which one did you like? Brownies or greenies? Yep. Brownies or greenies? There was nothing else. Okay. And then in
2: 1988, we came out with Straub Light. Um, and it became a huge hit. And and then following up on that, uh, the, the beer that was the precursor to Straub Amber was Peter Straub's Special Dart. And that, that debuted in 2006. Now, um moving forward out of that a lot of a lot of people maybe a lot of your listeners are going to wonder what happened to peter straub's special park we couldn't produce that beer anymore uh a couple reasons for that um one couldn't get the products to produce the beer exactly like we did peter straub's special park that's it
1: that was one one and done
2: The second reason for that is, you know, outside of Elk County or the Tri-County area, locally here, that wasn't really a dark beer. It was delicious. Yes. But what was it? It was an amber lager. Right. So, so what we did is uh, reformulated the recipe a little bit and made it a true amber lager beer, which is what... Realistically, we were intending it to be. Um, we still make returnable bottles. We're the last ones in this part of the country that produce returnable bottles and packaging.
1: becoming the last one in the world.
2: Close, yeah. Uh, Europe still does it a little bit. Um, there's one tiny little brewery called Bayern in Missoula, Montana, but they don't use real returnable bottles. It's a it's a process of washing sterilizing and refilling those bottles and they have a bottle soaker like we do it's very much smaller than the one we have but um on on an economy of scale eleven percent of all american lager beer is in returnable bottles wow, so it's wow. a local favorite yeah it's it's huge it in in western pennsylvania and uh you know we're really nailing it with returnable bottles um, I think in key part of it is you feel like a real man handling that big pounder bottle. The other part is you know people are becoming more uh, sustainability minded. That you know rather than you know those glass bottles essentially ending up in a landfill or or being recycled. And I put that in quotations. Um, he likes to do
1: air quotes or are you air quotes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Air quote. Air quote.
2: <laughs> recycled. Um, which the bulk of Pennsylvania, uh, in eastern Ohio doesn't do anymore. They come right back here to the factory, are washed and sterilized and, and reused. So
0: And that's a big process in I mean, that's jobs. That's it is local yes. jobs and yes. I mean that's a big thing. Yes. You you touched on it a little bit about the um, the different types of beers and the so the big three we said when did it become the main idea that we were going to brew, that you guys were going to brew something different?
2: We, um, so, essentially that question can be answered in two parts. Something different meaning something fruited uh, or something like the, more flavor-forward.
0: Like the micro-brew thing. Okay, were so you that just, happened in
2: were, 2011. Yeah, um, Not incredibly uh, undue in part to that's when I came to the brewery, but uh, we also uh, Vince Acetta our brewmaster general manager and brewmaster and vice president came in and You know throughout his travels throughout the world um, also noticed a Huge need to have more flavor forward beers now my background is um essentially craft beer sales for the last 15 years. So what I saw coming in is that we needed that and Vince's uh, vision was the same. So paralleling and and challenging our, our professional brewers Another thing I want to point out, guys, is we have all professional brewers here. These aren't guys that have other jobs. Yeah, it's not us. Yeah, we're not we're not two
0: rinky-dink guys with like a corn field and no, like no. making match and stuff. No, no, no. These no. guys know what they're doing. I'm yeah, not saying they, that them guys don't know what they're doing because they I've had some moonshine that knocked my socks off. They know what they're doing.
2: Yeah, but these, these guys are these guys brewers. are professional brewers, meaning that they have accolades from a brewing academy. Uh, internationally or within the United States and this is solely their job we have real deal brewers here and you know challenging uh, a couple of the guys TJ Steele, uh, Dave Bumgratz, uh, Guna you know those guys to come in and develop recipes and push them toward you know utilizing their skill set And moving forward with that, we produce produced some phenomenal beers. Uh, Some of them are coming back. You know, uh, the Autopilot Pilsner, the Stellar Night Dunkel, uh, 1872, you know, uh, Vienna. You know, a bunch of different classical German, European-style, more full-flavored beers. And that all started in about 2011, 2012, expanding that portfolio forward until 2017, uh, where we were up to 16 different beer styles. Um, That's not, you know, dealing with uh, any of the fruited options that we have now. 16 specific recipes of traditional. European and American style lager and ale beers. So they came a long way in a short period of time. It takes most brewers much longer to do that. Uh, decades, even. Um, but I got to give it up to our brew staff, and, and most recently, the beer I'm drinking right now is called Hop Blaster. Uh, we stole Phil Davidson from um, not only uh, Yingling but Sly Fox, and his his knowledge of of uh, how we can produce beautiful, juicy, hazy IPAs uh, it's just it's unbelievable. The beer that I'm drinking right now looks like pineapple juice. It does look like no, pineapple no, no, juice. Yeah. That's what I was going to compare it to. It's like, so it looks like you have a nice big
0: glass of pineapple juice.
2: Or if any of you are old enough to remember Orange Julius, it oh, kind of looks yeah, like yeah. an Orange Julius.
1: Very <laughs> So you can but it's that.
2: not the original exactly.
0: that you got in the mall. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: So those are the words that we need to use. We don't We don't use any words that AJ just said. We're like, this is a great beer, it tastes like a fruit, it tastes like this. We don't do that. More on that
0: in a minute. Yeah, more
1: on that in a minute. So, AJ, can we talk about the process a little bit without revealing a brewing? Anything? That was like a big question. <laughs> he was like, oh man, I, I don't know if I can answer all of this. How much time do you guys have? No, 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 not that long day process? I mean, okay. Let's say yeah, right 100%. now we're, we're going to stick with winter bath because that's what I'm drinking and that's what I'm going to push down everybody's throat tonight. Okay. How long does it, make, how long does it take to make that up? A yards away
2: from you Okay, uh, so winter bash, what we've done with these flavored malt beverages and this is this is all the same as the summer splash, the autumn smash, the winter bash, crash, trash, whatever we decide to come up with, okay? Um, yeah, you're
0: running out of ashes though, I'm yeah, not gonna lie. That was that was I uh, know, <laughs> uh, I
2: know,
1: I know, I know.
2: But you know, Splash was just such a big hit for us. We sold. At I'm least, telling you, I paid for at least eight a half of this
0: building this summer with the summer Splash. We sold eight
2: hundred barrels. I believe that of that beer. To put that into perspective, our next bestseller, which historically was our bestseller, was our Oktoberfest. Outsold our Oktoberfest, which is another phenomenal beer
1: by double.
2: No, no 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 not sold. Maybe squeaked it. it, it. it, it, it. it Maybe squeaked it. Um so essentially what we do with these beers is uh, we we base them on an American lager beer, okay? And then before they're finished in the cellar, we'll add all natural shelf stable uh flavorings to them. Now the main reason why Bash is pink grapefruit, we couldn't get any of the pink grapefruit flavor, excuse me, flavoring until now. Pink grapefruits don't come into season until October.
0: Um,
2: we also add a little bit of blood orange flavor to that, and those don't come into season until late October. So that's why that beer is only only coming out now. I was out in the trade today as a playing sales rep, and um, you know some people said you know this would be a great summer beer. It's, yeah, it would be.
1: But it's not. A, it's not. But those kind of
2: those ingredients aren't available at that time. So so essentially, Christmas drinks
0: at my house is uh, grapefruit juice and uh, gin. Yeah. So this is definitely a Christmas drink yeah, at my exactly, house. exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Uh, I've not also, to step on you but go I've ahead I've also I'm sorry. been known to you know squirt a little bit of grapefruit juice in a classic American lager that's not how we do it but you know I have a draft system in my house I am a professional <laughs> um, you know a little shot of grapefruit juice in the bottom of the glass and then pour a draft over it but um you know with the, with the autumn smash and, and, and all of those seasonal beers that we're planning on doing essentially what we need to do to produce To get the alcohol uh, in the beer part of it, we're using a classic Straub American Lager Base, which is a very, very clean uh, American lager beer, uh, pale yellow lager beer that lends itself nicely to adding flavors to. So that's why we decided to, you know, use that lager base that we've been very well Burst in obviously 147 years of making essentially the same beer, and in tweaking that uh, to fruit. Now the other the other recipe hasn't changed. You know, if you order an American Lager Pounder, it's gonna That's still it still tastes like beer.
1: How long are these? Uh, I'm gonna say flavor. I'm gonna be the the minor of all these. How long are these flavors on tap now?
2: So here at the Taproom, uh, Summer Splash is done. Uh, I've got a little squirt of it left. <clears throat> and um, so we do still have one that we're playing around, and we can do this in very, very small batches. It's called Taproom Raz. It's a raspberry-infused lager. Oh, and it's fantastic. It, it's, it fantastic. is bangin'. It's banging. It's banging. Um, the next one, the autumn smash. We're almost out of the, the apple for that uh, winter bash. It's probably going to be um, through, through late June, or I'm sorry January, late January. Um, and then we'll transition into something else that uh, we can find flavoring for, um, you know, moving forward into February, March. And then in April we're planning to do uh, summer splash and get that ready to get out in distribution. You just
1: brought over some kick-ass nachos.
2: So our our head our head chef Brad Celedonia brought over. These are these are turkey nachos, boys. Oh my! There's
0: peas and
2: yeah. So it's it's essentially what it is. Is it's your. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner on nachos, okay? AJ,
0: you need to come. You need to come do the podcast more often because your segues it. are
1: fantastic. You you segue without even oh, us yeah. having to do anything with it. So, I don't know how the hell you did it. I queued it. I queued uh, I it. <laughs> so we're now we're right, out Yeah, of so the, go ahead guys, This is, your, this is your podcast. We're out, out of the beer. <laughs> There's <know>. turkey <laughs> and
2: peas and a little bit of gravy and some <laughs> some shredded cheese. Just grab them and go. We're Just out of the beer part go. now and we're into the Food. food part. Okay, yeah. I guess, okay,
0: I guess I we mean, can take over the this food is part. part. Of, I mean, we'll, I, grab, we'll end on the food
2: part. Should I grab my contemporary Brad here? He has, uh, you know, other than myself, oh, yeah. bouncing <laughs> some ideas back <laughs> out, off of him. Uh, let me see if Brad Saladonia has, uh, has
1: a minute. Gotcha. Okay. As, as AJ leaves, well you need to take a it's a Thanksgiving meal in your mouth. On a nutshell. That, does not enough. You need to take, just dig in a minute.
0: I don't want to dig in. I feel bad. There we go.
1: You wait. Put that in your mouth. Take it. That is a Thanksgiving meal on a nacho.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. It is fantastic.
1: Thanksgiving on a plate. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving on a nacho. Oh. Uh, Brad, welcome to the show. This Mark, is
2: Brad nice. Nice uh, Paul. Hi.
1: Nice
0: to meet you. Uh, uh, welcome yep.
1: to Can Crushers, and thank you for bringing Thanksgiving to uh, a wrestling beer podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is- we amazing. <laughs> so we're, just, we're trying to tell everybody about the tap room and a big part of it is the food. And I guess you were the brains of the operation, huh? Sure, we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we Yeah. Well, thanks for coming,
3: Brad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> Keep them coming. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't take credit for all of them. I mean, AJ definitely has a big hand in the food. He came up with the uh, the turkey apple. Hey, AJ, sandwich, keep so going, eight, 120 keep 120 pounds going. of AJ is
0: a big <laughs> <laughs> he <can eat. laughs> He's not going to go to the garage door to get
1: him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get a forklift we can bring down if need be. So Uh,
2: Brad's Brad's background. Uh, Brad comes from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Came in, uh, opened up another local restaurant. Might as well put a plug in for uh, Keystone Corner Lunch. Some of the best burgers around, Uh, right downtown in in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania. We know (laughs) burgers. Yeah, these guys know where to go. Um, But uh, Brad brought some insight in, and you know, tried to realistically brighten up uh, what the what the food
3: offerings were in St. Mary's. So, Brad, what do we specialize in here? We we have taproom fare, um, but we try to obviously put a spin on that. You know, there's so much just regular, you know, offerings that we tried to bring something different. Um, take some chances. We don't have a commercial kitchen, so everything we cook is out. We cook everything outside 365 days a year. We have a giant Myron Mixon and smoker and an, ex, and an exterior grill, or I'm sorry, an outside grill. So we have um, a lot of challenges with coming up with the menu that, you know, doesn't rely on typical jalapeno poppers and stuff like that. So we're really, um, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, you know, to come up with something day in and day out that doesn't rely on, you know, typical kitchen um, fare. So
0: So do the menu changes... Every day, or does it change every like every so, so often? mostly
2: weekly? Like this piece uh, on our menu, I just pointed out to Paul. As he's Paul, pointing to a piece of yeah. paper, this and piece I'm, I'm good. I'm good at <laughs> you know talking about this. <laughs> yeah. So the visuals on this are you know some of the things that are seasonal to us. Uh, we have Braunschweiger. That's
1: amazing. I grew up with that with my grandfather. I yeah. love And so that's
2: why that's myself. why most of well, what we. Have sold is like I used to eat this Braunschweiger and onions with my grandpa. Um, you know, a locally
3: sourced bratwurst that comes from Past Market. And the Braunschweiger is local too. Yeah, the Braunschweiger processor. comes from Ridgeway. Yeah. Sauerkraut from Keller's. Yeah, we try Kurt, to use as many yeah, as Kurtz, a, you know, expected as many local.
2: And you know, like weekly specials change all the time. You know, right now we got an apple walnut salad and a pumpkin soup. Uh, but what we try to do uh, a lot of is, is, because of the limited kitchen space and how we do it is, it's kind of like a build your own sandwich. Okay, so we have, not queso, okay, so. We do have queso. We do have queso. <laughs> we do have queso. Our listeners don't know what queso is, so <laughs> it doesn't
1: matter. That's, well, that's, that's, true. that's French. No that, that's in. French.
0: fine french
3: cheese fragile
2: so basically you come in you pick your meat you pick your cheese you pick your toppings your sauce and all the sauces are done in-house all the picklings done in-house all of the salads and everything that come out uh you know everything's done in-house small batch uh virtually as made to order as you can possibly get. Small batch. All right. You small just said batch.
1: small batch. Uh, a pretzel is the size okay. of a ball. Okay. ball. Small batch <laughs> and small
2: portion okay. are different.
3: Okay. We're craft picklers here?
2: Yeah, we're craft like picklers. <laughs> so all the pickles, uh, beet pickled onions, dilly beans, bread and butter pickles, dill pickles, all done in a quick pickling process in our in our walk-in cooler and they're all banging. Bang yeah. up.
0: <laughs> Bang up. So many new words <out>. yeah, <laughs> to yeah. this podcast. Well, Hold yeah, on, yeah. you got some nacho <laughs> in your beard, buddy. <laughs> not for long. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness it's
1: a podcast and not a channel. Yeah, nacho for long. Nacho for long. For long. Yeah.
2: So, you know, some of the other things that uh, Brad's rolled out, you know, as
3: as weekly specials. Yeah. Uh, we, we have obviously a lot of uh, we try to use local stuff as obvious as much as possible. That's you know sometimes more difficult than it appears to be. Um, but we um, found a nice you know uh, we do some other you know crazy stuff with all these nachos. Um, the dessert we have a smoked cheesecake. So L County favorite is smoked Cooper cheese. Why My can't little you little smoke cheese. cheesecake yeah, yeah. Smoke right. the cheesecake right.
2: <laughs> it's tough to get lit. But it's good. <laughs>
1: it was horrible. It was bad. Once you get it
3: lit, it's start rolling.
1: I, I don't know. We're, now we're heading down a different, uh, a different path.
3: Yeah, this is why you're not in the kitchen much. That's why we don't let you in the front of the house. <laughs> He even
0: invites you out here, and then he just makes fun of you. Yeah, he picks <laughs> on me, right? But <laughs> it's like working with Mark, too.
2: Probably because I'm too skinny to be doing this. <laughs> right?
1: So, I, we talked about the food, we talked about the beer, we talked about what's coming. Um, there's always... a Christmas beer out with other ones. Is it something that Straub's is looking into?
2: So we're going to do some small batch stuff here, which I got affirmation from the guys up in the brewery that we're going to do a couple of cast kegs of the 1872 and the Stellar Knight Dunkel. Uh, The Stellar Knight might have some uh, black cherry in it. Uh, If we can if we can pull that off and it doesn't get the downfall of using black cherry uh, flavoring versus full black cherries is it gets very tussany. it gets very cough syrupy Uh, and it's yeah tussin is an off flavoring beer we're we're gonna try to stay away from that and use all whole black cherries and just macerate them and throw them in a hot bag stuff them into a cask keg and let it go for another week or so. Um, So as far as distribution-wise, for anybody that's listening and you don't make it here, um, look for an evergreen edition of the Hop Blaster. So what the Hop Blaster consists of right now is very tropical fruit, uh, very citrus-forward beer. Uh, Look for it to change a little bit and get a little bit more piney, uh, a little bit more Simcoe, a little bit more Eldorado, and then we're going to swap out those two hops. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a Zocca out of it and a little bit of Columbus out of it, but it should be, you know, really nice. Uh, not necessarily Ginny uh, or Juniper-ish, uh, but take those out and uh, really rip forward with the, uh, you know, the cutting of your tannin bomb, if you will.
1: I could be yeah, right. When are we looking for that? In-
2: uh, that should be produced within the next two weeks. It'll be in package uh, real early December. So we'll be ready to rip. Now,
1: speaking of packages, AJ. Whoa. Packages! Whoa, we have of- cans now. Cans, you have. You make, if you don't want to sit here and deal with us because we're here, um, you have a. A cooler. You can come in, buy beers
2: to go. Yeah, that's right. That's
1: right. Yeah,
2: the gift shop uh, is is alive and well. We've got new products coming in basically every month. Uh, A lot of seasonal ones, a lot of throwback ones. uh, We're trying to bring back that people have asked for over the years. The Bavarian Beer Man, or the, uh, some of you may know him as the Elf, uh, but his name is the Bavarian Beer Man that carries the pounders on his shoulder in a case, or the keg on his shoulder in a case uh, by his knees. He's back on all of our packaging and a lot of our gear. Um, As far as the cooler and the to-go shop, everything that's on tap, with the exception of these uh, taproom only things, uh, that we're basically utilizing this as a test batch, are available to go. Very reasonable pricing and as fresh as you're going to get.
1: Are we going to get hoodies with Bavarian Man?
2: Yes, that is in the works. Where's Roseanne? Roseanne bailed on us.
1: Uh, Full-fledged hoodies because that's what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I am a hoodie guy. Now, do you prefer zip-down or pull-over? Pull-over. Zip-downs are jackets. These are
2: hoodies. Touche.
1: Marks the fashion police,
2: too. Touche, salesman. Touche.
1: So, tell everybody, you know, you guys have a website. Uh, you know, promote we do? yourself now and go from
2: there. Oh, shameless self-promotion. I love it. I love it. Um, so the Tap Room and Visitor Center is open from 11 a.m. till 7 p.m., Monday through Thursday. Uh, Friday and Saturday, we're open 11 a.m., 8 p.m., and Sundays, noon to 5. Now, we're going to change that out uh, in the first quarter of the year, so June to March. We're not going to be open on Sundays. It's the Lord's Day. I need a day off as well. Um, and then, you know, you can check us out at strawbeer.com if you guys want to come and take a tour uh please do tours are free you get to make two stops at the eternal tap on said tour and um you know we limit tours to 15 people just because of the age of our brewery and space and weight limitations so come and visit us it's a good time and i'll let george thurgood talk the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, this has been a great playlist, <laughs> by the way. Whoever's been dabbling with the music in the back has done a great playlist. good. Yeah. So um I guess
0: one last question is who's your favorite wrestler?
2: Jake the Snake, well, baby. There
1: it is, yeah, there it is. There uh well <laughs> <laughs> wrestling on it, baby.
2: My wife and I had this conversation with the advent of the new the new wrestling league. Yes please. Um, and she's like I don't get it well you know my wife's a little younger than I am and and uh, you know I'm, I'm harkening back to the days of like Hacksaw Jim Dugan Jake the Snake Roberts the Hart brothers you know and and all that stuff was like so super rad when I was a kid so I'm in between ah oh, man I'm kind of torn I'm in between Jake the Snake and hacksaw Jim Dugan, man. I, 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 I can go either way. I can't say that I have an absolute favorite.
1: Either one is great. I mean, yeah, yeah one's all man. Hacksaw, one's just a snake in the grass.
2: Iron Seek. I mean, don't get me started, man. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you give the does Oh,
0: that's not <laughs> true. Well, he's not I know about most about of them. these guys. Most of them. There, you guys got some Eight. obscure ones. <laughs> that, man. <laughs> They don't even
2: remember who they were anymore.
1: Not anymore. Aj, too thank many you. concussions. Thank yes. you, thank you, thank you for coming on, Camp Crushers. Thank you for uh, Nacho Thanksgiving. Nacho Thanksgiving, right in front of me. <laughs> um, the beers. This has been great. Thank you very
2: much. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys get to come down and uh, pop in and talk to us.
1: So how about it,
0: Mark? I'm just I'd still have the nacho taste in my mouth. What a crazy,
1: crazy interview. That is great. It's a turkey freaking dinner on nachos. Well, I mean... The peas, the gravy. This
0: is the Mexican you talking. If you could put turkey dinner on a nacho, all you'd have to do is put it in a soft shell and you'd have been in heaven. That would be more of a burrito then. Burrito.
1: My winter bash. Uh, it, it's a great beer. I love it. The Raz, I mean, we can go through. We did. We went through all of them, how much we love them. But Mrs. Cancrush, you ever had a couple beers tonight? Uh, right? I mean, and so they got to be good. Right, they do. Because she's not a boozer like us. We are boozers. Uh, this is great. Uh, when we turned off the mic there to come back to hear, a little bit of, you know, how, how can it, teasing comes about. That there's possibly in the works... A can crusher wrestling related sandwich so when we talked to the
0: head cook there uh he's low-key closet wrestling fan oh he, he's full closet wrestling fan. right uh he wanted i think he wanted to jab our ear off about wrestling and not food but i mean it is what it is
1: we're gonna go back over sit there and invite the masses and just drink Right. That should be, that's an opened, open bar for us. Right. <laughs> but that's the open question and answer day. You know, we're going to schedule it with them. AJ's on board. This happened off air. Uh, AJ's on board. Just set up and boom, bring questions about wrestling beer and freaking Thanksgiving tacos.
0: <laughs> by the so time fun. we get back, it'll probably be something different than Thanksgiving tacos. St.
1: Patrick's Day tacos. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: nachos they're not even talking right, right i'm saying I'm just you're excited. so
1: excited the beer the beer the beer the beer is just where it's at uh, i want to thank strobs for inviting us in yes absolutely that was awful awfully it nice was and awful. it al- was awful aw-
0: awfully nice to them as well my, my my words oh my
1: god so yeah uh wonderful time wonderful time and you'll hear more about strobs in the near future on can Crutcher. so paul It's because you're garbage doesn't mean you can't do great things, Mark. It's called a garbage can,
0: not a garbage cannot. Oh, my God.
1: See you Sunday.